Welcome to Paradise in the Pines, a podcast about the people, places, and stories that make this the home of American golf. Brought to you by the Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. And hello again, everybody. I'm Phil Wurz, President and CEO of the Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. And joined today by the Vice President of U.S. Kids Golf Foundation. That is none other than Chris Vonderkall. Chris, welcome to Paradise in the Pines. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's uh, it's been a long time. Uh, we've been good friends uh, for, God, I've been here five years, five been years. here a little bit over five years. Uh, you've been super busy. You travel around a lot with U.S. Kids. You're headquartered, if people don't know, at Longleaf Golf and Family Club, uh, which if you watch WREL-TV, uh, you have a webcam, so a lot, you get a lot of exposure down that ninth hole at Longleaf. Uh, so we appreciate you uh, allowing us to do that. And uh, tell us a little bit about your your role with U.S. Kids and uh, and what you're up to. Yeah, um, well, the, the, I give you the credit for the webcam, and we get comments all the time about Good. that, about the, um, people saying, oh, we saw Longleaf on the, <laughs> on, the, on the camera this morning. So it is a great view with the kids and, and um, the academy there. Um, yeah, no, well, this time of year, um, my main job, we're getting ready for the, for the World Championships yeah. here in, in Pinehurst. Um, and going on at Longleaf all the time is, is golf and the U.S. Kids Golf Academy. So it's a busy time of year for us. Um, and, um, but fortunately, you know, with, uh, with the great surge in golf, it's, it's busy all year round. Yeah. Um, and people always say, oh, you're just busy for the summer, right? And no, it's, no. Uh, it's, it's all year round, so, which is a, a great problem to have. But um, we're, we're excited for the next couple of weeks here in Pinehurst. And and we record this right before the the World Championships. There, it it is a huge event. Uh, it's been going on for years. Uh, has a huge economic impact. Talk about where players come from. I mean, you got about twenty five hundred kids. I think there's been more pre pandemic. Uh, we're back up to what about twenty five hundred kids from all fifty states and how many countries? Yeah, we'll we'll have um, we'll have kids from all all fifty states, um, over sixty countries, and we'll have about twenty two hundred wow. kids for the championship. Um, and that's been the number pretty consistently. Um, everyone says, well, how big is it this year? How big is it this year? But really the goal of the championship is to, is to make it the world's largest golf championships over two weeks, but it's to make it the best championships yeah. over two weeks. So it's, uh, it's not all about quantity. It's about quality, as we say. Right. Um, so we, uh, we want to make the, the best you know, championship, whether it's uh, for juniors or for adults in the world. Um, so... We uh, we had our first world championship in 2000 in Jekyll with a couple hundred kids. Wow! So uh, here we are, yeah, uh, 2023. Um, when did it come here? Yeah, it came here in 2006. Okay. Um, so we're uh, we're excited for our 18th 18th year here in uh, in Pinehurst, and um, it was uh, when we moved here. We were at Jekyll, and we went to to Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg, mm-hmm. and they were great uh, hosts and. We had the opportunity um, to come here in 2006, and um, it's been uh, it's been a wonderful experience ever since. We we hosted over two weeks. The first week we have our what we call our World Teen Championship. So we have players the ages of 13 to 18, and then the following week are ages five to 12. Okay. So, um, we're uh, we use uh, 11 golf courses for for the second week and six golf courses for the first week. So. It's a it's a big jigsaw puzzle that logistically we put together. <laughs> I'm sure. How about I mean not just the golf courses, but I mean, you know, 
places to stay for 2,200 kids. How do, how do you manage that, and how do you get them? I, mean, I know we assist you from a CVB standpoint to yeah, kind of absolutely. give them an, an opportunity to book certain things, but you know, you talk about a logistical puzzle. I mean, you know, and a lot of them stay in short-term rentals, too. They do. They do. Um, so when we came here in 2006, there weren't as many hotels, right? Yeah. So uh, fortunately, over the years, we've, uh, we've got more hotels, more quality hotels, um, the the house rental world is is grown since then mm-hmm. um but you know when we uh, bring a championship to, to town which is about a 14 million dollar impact every year uh to town um they're not it's not a player and a caddy it's mom it's dad yeah. it's grandparents it's aunt and uncles it's players it's siblings so we're bringing a whole family along so um that the housing has definitely been an important part of it um and uh, people are staying everywhere. And we're bringing staff from all around the world mm. to run the event. Yeah. So, you know, we take up our own hotel and, and a couple of houses uh, just, w- just with staff to put on the event. Over those two weeks, that many golf courses, that many players, that many families, it's a big undertaking. So over the course of the two weeks, and you mentioned the age ranges, is it pretty much the, the same format uh, each, each week? It's just different age groups? Yeah, that's right. Um, so... Championship rounds are, are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we culminate on Sunday with um, with our Van Horn Cup on Pinehurst number two or Pinehurst number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's really turned into two weeks of of a big party. Yeah. Right? we have uh, we have skills challenge, we have parent child events during the week. Um, on the second week on Tuesday night, encourage everyone to come out. We have a parade of nations that go through the village of Pinehurst, and if if you've never if you've never seen that in person, it's amazing. You got to come. <laughs> it's um, like the it's like the Olympics. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to compare it to. You can you can watch the Olympics, but I think it's almost more emotional when you go and see these kids walking through the village. Yeah, waving their flags, wearing their colors. Um, a lot of pride. A lot of pride. And what's really neat is just to see all those um, all those kids together. Yeah, you know, they're from different backgrounds. Uh, different languages, but they're all coming together to, uh, to speak the la- same language of golf that Absolutely, week and, yeah. and uh, form friendships that, that last a lifetime. And it's amazing how many people go back and, and will say, you know, I met a kid from Uganda. I met a kid yeah. from you know, California and Florida and, and every state in between. And, and now they're communicating, you know, through social media and, and through, through the web. So, um, it's it's a really really neat experience, and I, I think I think we could learn a lot not just from the game of golf, but just how to get along, you know, in, in the in this world where there's a lot of divisiveness and and strife, and you know these kids they don't learn that until they're adults, uh, but to see them uh, and to them to demonstrate that it doesn't matter what color skin you are, what country you're from, that they you learn a lot, uh, not just about golf. Yeah, it it's uh, it's very true. It's. Um, Boy, I, like, like I said, you just see everybody together. You know, you can go up to uh, to sit on the patio up at Pinehurst, you know, during the week. Yeah. And you look out at the big putting green and, and uh, the cradle, and there's just kids everywhere. <laughs> and and they're having putting competitions or they're playing the cradle or they're hitting balls on the driving range. And the parents are able to sit back and, and enjoy it and talk and, and learn about each other. So, mm-hmm. um you know the mission of U.S. Kids Golf. It's it's more than just about golf. It's about bringing families together through the game. Yeah, um, and um, it is it is on on display that week for sure. And just even the you know talking about the parade there, 
um, and, and you've been there. Um, you guys are a great supporter of it. The, the people from, from the towns that mm. come out and, and line the streets yeah. and, and cheer them on and um, you know, just the village in general, the, the restaurants and everybody that's supporting it, uh, it's a really, it's a really neat experience. So looking forward to it. And more people moving to this area, just so people, if they listen to this podcast, uh, the Parade of Nations, what is, so they can plan on it, what day is that going to be this year? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's Tuesday night, um, Tuesday night of, uh, that'd be August 1st. Okay. Um, so that is our, during our second week. Um, so that's for the younger kids, the 5 to 12-year-olds. So Tuesday night, uh, August 1st, bring your chair. Bring your cooler. Yeah. Come out, sit on the street, and uh, and enjoy it. Make plans. They gather uh, on Carolina Vista, right? Right. It's a beautiful. It's a picture that we showed her during this podcast of them. Yeah. Uh, you see all the all the kids in the Carolina Hotel in the background, and uh, right. that's where they gather. They parade through the village. But again, to make plans. Uh, it's the evening of August the first, uh, Tuesday night, uh, in the village. It's a, it's really a memorable time, and you'll have a great time. It is. Um, talk about. I mean, we talk about growing the game, and you know wh- how important is it to you know, kind of grow the game with a younger generation that you know these are, I mean, we talked about this with Tom Pasha at the resort. It's like these are kids that are going to come here with their kids down the road and their kids' kids. I mean, how, how important and how cool is that to be part of an organization that only grows the game, but you know you're growing it for generations to come? Yeah, so um, I think there's a lot of people, you know, they're saying, oh, we're, we're growing the game by doing this. I, I, I truly believe uh, it's a passion for all of us that, that we are growing the game. And, you know, I, I kind of feel a little bit older now because we have kids that played in the first world championship in 2000, you know, now they're having kids and they're yeah. bringing their kids to the huh. championships. And we have uh, some staff members now that have come to work for us that played in the world championship. Oh, wow. um, so it, it's, um, I really believe that, that we are growing the game. Um, and, you know, it's easy to kind of spotlight those people that, that win every year. But um, I think a big part of, of what we do and even what's on display at the World Championship is, you know, that kid that came in 50th place, if he becomes a golfer for a lifetime, mm. that's really, really the most important for us. So um, I think success kind of in, in my eyes a lot is when you see the, the parents out there with the kids playing or the yeah. grandparents out there and it's becoming a, a, family, a family event for them that they do. Um, you know, it's, it's good to see, but, um, but those kids are out there, they're, they're having fun. Um, and, uh, and they are really, you know, obviously they're the next generation of, of people on tour and, and just keeping the game in a good place and growing so that it's successful for a long time after we're gone. I know a lot of people know Peter Stillwell, who uh, well, well known in the Pinehurst community assist you guys uh, tremendously with U.S. kids. He was mentioning, I'm sure you can speak to it. I mean, you think of the roster of people that you know that play on the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour that played in this championship, came through Pinehurst. I mean, the list of names is just unbelievable that yeah. have played in this championship. It is. It, um, so I think, you know, five, ten years ago, we could pinpoint them out. Oh, there's this person, this person. Now there's so many of them. Um, you know, it's, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to name them all. Um, but, you know... Last week at the um, Women's U.S. Open, just going down the list of of uh, girls that were playing, you know, we had a documentary called The Short Game that was filmed here in um, in Pinehurst, hmm. and uh, Amari Avery, who's uh, was on The Short Game, 
she was uh, in the in the women's open uh, this year as an yeah. amateur um, that did really well. Plays at USC, um, and when the women's open was at Pine Needles, I mean we had over twenty girls that came through Pinehurst as their first Pinehurst experience, wow. and then got to come back yeah. for the for the U.S. Open. And the same thing is going to happen next year with the men. We're going to have you know all kind of alumni that are coming back, and their first experience was uh, was Pinehurst. For the world championship like colin marikawa that's uh, right scotty scheffler jordan speed yep yep i mean it's you, you can <laughs> you can keep cool. on you can keep on going down the on the list you know so um allison that won the women's open last year she's a three-time u.s kids golf world champion uh-huh. girls eight girls nine and girls 11 um and and that's how she that was her start of coming to pinehurst was winning the u.s kids golf world championship and then she goes on to win the win the u.s open so um we're you, gonna, I'm sure we're going to see many more next year. At the yeah, Men's. for sure. You mentioned the 11 golf courses. People, want to, It's free and open to the public if you want to go watch the, uh, these yeah. amazing kids play, and, and they've got serious game. It's cool to watch them. I mean, they've got great swings. Uh, and, you know, like you said, they don't take the game too seriously. I mean, they're, they're there to compete, uh, but it's all about camaraderie and, and, you know, meeting other people and enjoying some great golf. And, yeah, competing. But talk about if you want to go watch what 11 courses can, can people go check them out. Well, um, I think the, the best way to find out all the golf courses would be to go to uskidsgolf.com. Okay. There but, we go. But it is um, – it kind of goes back to, to uh, what you are talking earlier, and it's, it's a community event. And without all these golf courses that come together to support the event, um, we couldn't do it. I mean, I don't want to leave anybody out, but yeah. but you know, Pinehurst has been such a great partner in supporting. I mean, how many how many junior golf tournaments do you get to play? Pinehurst number two, Pinehurst number four, Pinehurst number eight. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, yeah. just <laughs> three. That's of the a, best. that's a that's a start there, and not even including six and five yeah. and one, and you know, you get pine needles, and mid pines, and Longleaf and um, you know, Southern Pines Golf Club, Midland, um, Talamore. You're just you're just going down the list. Right. And um, Quail Ridge is joining in this this year with our mm-hmm. boys ten along with uh, along with Legacy. So, uh, like I said, I'm sure I left somebody off the list there, but everybody's been such uh, such a great supporter of the event, and um, and and the golf courses are, are just spectacular. So come on out and watch. I mean. There's nothing like going to watch a, a a girls seven, you know, going out there and shooting under par. Yeah. They're like mini tour players, right? Sure. And, and to your point, so they're gonna um, they're gonna go over Midland, and they're gonna play, and they're gonna hit a shot five feet from the green, and they're gonna walk by the pond, and they're gonna see all the turtles, and they're gonna look at the turtles, and then they're gonna go up, and they're gonna make their five foot birdie putt and go into the next hole. <laughs> so that's that's what happens. But they're there. They're serious. They're there to play golf, um, but. But sometimes, how adults, we lose the uh, the point of we're there to have fun, sure. and they're they're truly they're truly having fun. So it's funny. I used to live in a condo, right? I mean, uh, twenty yards away from a tee box at I think it was the fourth hole, the yeah, second par right. three. Yeah, um, yeah, and I remember I walked out because they're like you said, it's not just the the weeks of this championship. But all year long, you've got junior events. It might be U.S. Kids, it might be a Tar Heel Tour, right. whatever it is. But but you guys do a great job of hosting junior golf at Longleaf. And I remember walking out one day with my dog. You know, I have a little beagle mix, and he was about a year old at the time. And I met this family from Kentucky, and their son was was leading at that time. 
And so they saw Jack and were like, oh, what a cute dog. And 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 this competitor, this, this kid, petted him. And then he went on to, like, play great. And then the next day, I don't even know what time he teed off. But it just so happened, I walked out when he was coming through the same place. He's like, wait a minute. I need to pet your dog. He's good karma. Yeah, <laughs> but again, again, to your point about the turtles, it's like just, you know, petting a dog, playing a ground of golf. You know, yeah, he wanted to play well. I don't think he won that week. <laughs> so hopefully my dog wasn't a bad karma, but uh, they thought it was good karma for a while. But anyway, it was it was just so cool because it's the innocence of, of the game of golf and just being able to play and, and just having fun and being with your family. Uh, I, I think it just speaks to, you know, how cool it is that, that we're able to be such a center, nerve center for for golf, uh, for for youth and to grow the game. Well, it's uh, and you bring up a good point. Just even going out and talk to the families because um, I, I don't know how many. It's dozens at this point of people that have moved to the community um, because coming to Pinehurst, coming to Southern Pines, coming to the the whole area, and just saying, "Gosh, it would be great to live here." Yeah, you know, and and the ability to work from home for a lot of people. They're mm-hmm. moving here. Yeah. They're moving here because of the championship. So um, that's been great to see. I mean, uh, you know, a good example of that would be Jackson Van Paris, who who moved here to the area, and he's had quite a run of uh, yeah. amateur tournaments the last uh, the last month and um, at the North-South a, a few weeks ago. But mm-hmm. And he's uh, qualified for the U.S. Amateur. He's too. qualified for the U.S. Amateur. So, um, you know, it's just um, – it's really become uh, a part of the community. People are moving here because of it. And um, so I'm sure your dog didn't give him bad luck that week. <laughs> One person who did move here is your boss, Dan Van Horn. Um, talk about him, um, what he's done for this organization, uh, what he's done for golf in, in this area. I, I know there was their headquarters is in Atlanta, the foundation's yeah. here. Can you talk to the organization and what's What's here, what's in Atlanta, and what Dan has done to, to really kind of spearhead everything. Yeah, so um, you'll, uh, you'll, uh, you, I could go on for this one because um, I think there's a lot of people that have had an impact on golf um, in the world, but, but Dan has really changed the game. So um, it basically came out in 1996. He saw a need for shorter and lighter golf clubs. Mm-hmm. His, uh, it's he has two boys and a girl, but, you know, they were playing baseball, and you start seeing the lightweight bats, right, and thinking, yeah. well, he's an engineer by trade. Well, mm. why, can't I, why can't I do that with golf clubs? So um, as he does with every project, he started uh, researching it and <laughs> digging into it and, um, and, and developed a, a lighter weight, 25% lighter weight golf club and fit it to your height. And... Um, that was 1996, and, and here we are in 2023. And um, he's, he's just made – it's not just to the area here. It's really it – is, it is worldwide. He's um, mentioned some of the countries earlier, like, you know, going to Uganda and Kenya yeah. and, and seeing the difference of, of being able to, to, to bring the kids into the game with the correct uh, equipment um, and then giving them an opportunity to play in the tournaments and giving them the right coaching – uh, he's just made a huge impact. So um, the golf clubs, you know, we have everything from your first club, which you might get when you're with just the baby, to the yard club, which is a, a club with a bigger head that you can hit in your backyard or on the driving range and our ultralight and tour series and EP tour. And and really, we just we're there to, to fit fit your kid so that um, you can grow uh, grow with the clubs and yeah. and they're lighter and you develop the right s- swing and you d- develop swing speed and and this next generation of players, 
is benefiting from from the equipment that he's developed. Yeah. Because I mean, you're watching him swing 125 miles sure. an hour and hit the ball, you know, 350 yards. So <laughs> right. it's, it's it crazy. is it is really a, a product of of what he's done with with developing the golf clubs and just really the vision overall of of the um, company. So I uh, developed the U.S. Kids Golf Foundation, um, and he always had this. This idea where you're gonna you're gonna develop the the golf clubs, but then they need something to play in. So we developed the tournaments, and uh, and they uh, said, well, if you need you're gonna play in the tournaments, you need the right coaching. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna develop you the right coaching. And then in uh, 2015, as always, he came to me with this idea and said, well, what if we buy a golf club? And um, so in 2015, we bought Longleaf Golf and Family Club here in the community, um, and we call it the Living Laboratory, right? Yeah. So um, we want to break everything that we can, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to develop and make better. So right. we're, we're testing clubs. We have over 500 kids in our, in our academy there. We're teaching adults. Um, I think one of the biggest thing is coming up with the long leaf tee system, which people mm-hmm. are using all over the world. Yeah. Know, depending on how far you hit your driver is the distance that you should play from. And, um, what a great contribution that, that has been. And, yeah. and he developed that. I mean, we have seen people, um, and, and people just think it's for youth, right? I think when people that was going to say, yeah, we yeah. need to get that out to everybody. That's right, because when when um, we bought Longleaf, um, people thought, oh, it's gonna. I heard the word Chuck E. Cheese, right? That is the <laughs> furthest from. Right. We yeah. have a robust academy that teaches kids, teaches adults. Um, you know, a golf course that is caters to to out of town groups and members and and everybody in between. But the Longleaf T system really. Uh, you think, oh, well, you're just going to tee it shorter for kids. But what it really does, I, I'd say it's like kind of like a pyramid of uh, you're going to start out at shorter tees and then you're going you're gonna, to you know, hit your peak, whatever, maybe in your 30s yeah. and 40s. And then as you get older, you, know, you want to move back up the tees. But when we put the tee system in, all of a sudden we started seeing senior men and women come back to the game. Um, and, and why are you playing? Well, I've had my first birdie putt that I've had in 20 years. Yeah. I made my first birdie. I, I, I shot, you know, two over par. And it's because they're playing from the, it's because they're playing from the right tee. Yeah. So, Even Jack Nicholas says that. It's like, you know, play it forward and, yeah. uh, you know, play from the right tees. There's nothing worse than seeing a 25 handicap go out to number two and play it from the tips. I mean, yeah. there's no reason. And it's frustrating. And then they quit the game. That's that's right. So it's the retention of just keeping people in it, playing the right tee. I think, um, think it's finally catching on um it's you know dan has been has been preaching it for a long time and um and and gosh he he made a he made a huge impact with the t system because it really has brought back um you know people being able to enjoy the game at a later age and really you see a lot of these scores on the tour now about being you know 25 under par and people say it's equipment and the golf ball and everything i truly believe a big part of it because one thing that we do in all of our tournaments, you play age-appropriate tees. Mm-hmm. You know, so the younger kids are going to play from 1,200 yards, and it's going to go all the way up and scale up to you know, uh, playing all the way at the back of the golf course. But when they're young, they're not afraid to make a birdie, right? So yeah. a lot of people growing up, grew up playing. You know, it, they're getting their third shot on the green for a par four, and they're having to make par, and they're trying to hang around par, yeah. maybe a couple over par. These kids are shooting, you know, they're three, four under par. Well, they want to get five or six under par. And it's not, 
that's just how they're built in their mind. They're not afraid to go out mm-hmm. and shoot five, six, seven under par. And as they're getting older and they're developing into better players that are playing in AJGA events and uh, college and on the PGA and LPGA tour, they're not afraid to do it anymore. And that's really a product of, of, of um, you know, what we're doing with, with shorter tees yeah. and, and, uh, and letting the kids go out and make birdies. I'm 61 years old. I'm not afraid to play from the white tees. Yeah. <laughs> Even when we're playing a CGA event, we're playing from 61 to 6,300 yards. We're not playing 7,000 yards like the guys at, at Pine Needles are doing this week with the Carolinas Amateur. It's just it's just more fun, more competitive. Uh, and, and more better pace of play as well. Yeah, no I mean, question. You're, you're yeah. playing in a shorter time. So so you can go to Longleaf. There's a there's a sign out there. You can learn more about this Longleaf. If you're not familiar yeah. with the Longleaf T system, uh, it was a really cool um, I guess, tutorial or a sign out there. It kind of shows you what that's all about. It is. You, and you can go to longleaftsystem.com uh, yeah. and, and go uh, go check out more. But um, it's, uh, it's depending on how far you hit your driver, you carry your driver, it will tell you what T uh, you should play. So if you hit, carry your driver 150 yards, you're going to play T3. So um, I'm not going to tell you what T you should play. No. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I don't mind playing the white tees at all. But, uh, but yeah. This well, is, here's the other thing. Here's the yeah. other thing on that. You bring up a good point by saying white tees. There's no, there's no, um, there's no color tees anymore. So it was always typically the red tees were up front, ladies. The black or gold tees yeah. were in the back. Well, they're a number okay. system now. So you're okay. just you're playing a number. Um, and one of the most important thing on all of the tees, all the way from the front to the back, is that they're rated for both men and women. Mm. So uh, one of the big things is, you know, men would say, well, I'm not going to play the forward tees because I can't get a handicap. Yeah. Well, you can. You can. All, the, all of our tees are rated. We've encouraged every golf course, and, um, and you see that happening more now, but they're rating all the tees for men and women. So if you have a really good women player and they're playing from 6,500 yards, well, they can get a handicap back there because they're rated for women as well. Right, okay. You know, a lot of people think they just need to be rated, but they need to be rated for both men and women. You mentioned the Longleaf Golf Academy, which, of course, is at Longleaf Golf and Family Club. Talk about that. Yeah, I think you said there are about 300, 350 members. Uh, what, what does that entail? What are, what are they learning, um, and how comprehensive is that academy? Yeah, so the Longleaf Golf Academy, we have over 500 kids in the academy, um, and then we have adults as well. We have uh, members uh, that, that take classes every week. So one of the unique things at Longleaf, Longleaf is if you're a member, you get – a free lesson every week, free lesson in the mm. clinic. So um, we, uh, our academy team is, is busy. Um, but we have kids all from around the area. Um, and we have kids, they go through our player pathway, level one through level 10. And um, we're developing a lot of great players in the community. Um, and a lot of kids that, especially during COVID, right? When school was yeah. shut down, there was no gym class. Um, you know, parents were looking for things to do. Uh, for their kids and and they got into the game of golf and um, you know one of our one of our things is we just want to make golf fun right mm-hmm. so they get to go through the pathway they're having fun doing it um, they're learning all the you know the grip and the stance and alignment and um, you know, how to hit a shot and all the all the things that that go along there but we're making fun so uh, they're developing through our player pathway and um, and they're coming out on the other end being even par golfers um, or golfers for a lifetime. So both of those are, are, are really important. I know I'm on this podcast, right, we talk about 
obviously whoever's on the show, we, we talk about their discipline, what they're interested in, but also as a resident of the Piner, Southern Pines, Aberdeen area, you like to talk about what you like about the area. So I know you moved to the area about the same time I did. I mm-hmm. moved here in September or started September, 2018. So I'm coming up on five years. You were here a little bit longer mm-hmm. than that. Um, so talk about what attracted you to the Pinehurst area, obviously golf, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, is it, is it a decision where it's like you never look back and it's like the best decision you ever made? Or, you know, talk about when you and your family, you have a lovely family too, yeah. by the way. Yeah, thanks. So uh, so I was fortunate, you know, I grew up in the Northeast in Pittsburgh and and was fortunate um, to start working at uh, U.S. Kids in 2002 and in our main offices in Atlanta and still is. Um, so I've lived in Atlanta, great city, mm-hmm. great area, growing. I came from there. Very, very... Yeah. Uh, very, uh, very crowded. Um, <laughs> yeah, people talk about traffic here. It's like, no, you yeah. don't know traffic. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's funny because my girls go to the traffic circle now. They go, damn, yeah. all the traffic. I'm like, there's six cars. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, so we when we bought the golf course at uh, Longleaf in 2015, I was spending um, a lot of time up here, even more time than I was before because huh. I've been fortunate since 2006 to be able to spend more than a month up here with with visits for a world championship during the world championship so in a lot of ways it's been a second home you know to me but my family really never spent a lot of time here and then when we bought the golf course in 2015 i was even coming here more and Mm. dan came in one day and he said he talked to my wife kara first and he said well what if you guys just moved to pinehurst you're traveling there all the time why don't you move so i said well we'll talk about it well i think that was on thursday on friday she said Hey, let's drive to Pinehurst this afternoon. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so we drove to Pinehurst. We brought the kids with us. We got two girls. Uh, yeah. They're they're uh, twelve and, and fifteen now. But um, we drove here, and you know, it just felt like home right away. Yeah. And um, I remember when we moved here, somebody said, "You always want to be the last person to move here, right?" <laughs> because it's there's it's, a lot of those. It's a small community. <laughs> right. Well, there's been a lot of last people lately. So. Yeah. But um, I think one of the biggest thing is, you know, the small town feel, the family values, mm-hmm. um, obviously golf, you know, it's important to a lot of people, um, you know, even my girls that golf is not number one on their list. Yeah. How I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> right. but it's not, but now all of a sudden they're, they're getting more involved in it. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great community and, and, and people always say Piners, but it's, it's, you know, Aberdeen and Southern Pines yeah. and. Um, it's just uh, kind of expanding, but it's uh, sure. it's great. But it always had that small town feel. Yeah, and I mean, you're an hour from Raleigh, from Raleigh to our airport, so you can get wherever you need to go. Well, uh, I, I say it all the time. So I lived in Atlanta, and I lived in the suburb a little bit, and the airport was either 45 minutes or an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, right. right? So, yeah. so now I know it's an hour and 15 minutes at the airport. Yeah. It might be an hour and 16 minutes or an hour and 14 minutes, but I don't have to worry about it. So in a lot of ways, it's easy to get to. And, and what a great place. You know, We went to Charlotte last weekend to watch a soccer game, you know, over yeah. the MLS game. And the week before, we drove to the, the beach yeah, for, two a, hours for a day. Yeah. You know, so and you can get to the mountains in a couple hours as well. Um, so I know you have place. a great restaurant there. I like to ask this, too, because we're, we're trying to position this from a tourism perspective as one of the best foodie golf destinations yeah. in the country. And so you got a great restaurant there at Longleaf. But when you and Karen, the kids like to go out, uh, just mention like three places you like to go. If somebody's coming to the area for the first time, uh, check out these restaurants or things to check out when, yeah, when they come so, to town. Um, uh, you know, gosh, you're going to put me on the spot there. We've, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we like going on the char bar. 
Char yeah. Bar is always a always a good place. They um, they got some good wings. They got a, That's a good off, atmosphere. Off, uh, Morganton Road. Yep, and um, I'm a Steeler fan, so they have the Steeler games on on Sunday a lot. Um, um, I know there's been a lot of pizza ratings going on in town lately that I've seen on social media. But yeah, you know, Dave Portnoy was uh, here yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, you know, Piner's Pizza is always a, is a good one. Uh, good one to go to. Relaxed atmosphere. Um, we love going down to. Uh, you know, Ironwood, if you if you need yeah. a steak, you go to Ironwood. Um, we really just didn't even enjoy going down to uh, to Southern Pines, whether it's the food trucks or getting yeah. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of great restaurants in Southern Pines, but it's uh, I, I kind of love when I came from a small town outside of Pittsburgh and it's been revitalized and you see those small towns succeed like Southern Pines is uh, with the, with right. the places. It's, uh, it's really good. I mean, I'm probably partial to... Uh, you know, having a nav, nav over at the Southern Pine uh, Brewery and, and, and that as well. There so, you go. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, you mentioned Pittsburgh, and, and and I'm not from Pittsburgh, but I am a Steelers fan, so i got to ask you. I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett, I think, was a good pick. Uh, they've got a good team. They're bolstering that offensive line. What do you think this year? Yeah, Steelers so uh, got a chance? I'm a, I'm a glass half-full guy most yeah. of the time. <laughs> so um, I saw a, a thing the other day about uh, – the playoffs and they picked the Steelers to go to the AFC championship. So I'm wow. not quite sure if they're going to do that, but I do believe they had a great draft. They had a great off season. And, um, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. It's a tough division with Cincinnati and, yes, it and is. Baltimore. And then you just you put Cleveland at the back there. Well, and, Burrow's uh, my quarterback, fantasy quarterback. I just don't want him to play well against Pittsburgh, but, uh, yeah. but uh, neither here nor there. Hopefully the Steelers go Steelers. Uh, here yeah. we, here we go. And uh, well, thanks again so much, Chris, for yeah. joining us uh, again. Uh, U.S. Kids World Championships last week of July, first week of August. Yeah. Parade of Nations, Tuesday, August 1st, around 6 p.m. Yeah. in the Village of Pinehurst. you got to go see that. It's yeah. an awesome time. Anything have, you want to add? Yeah, I do. I want to add one thing, and, and it might be the most important thing. Is, sure. Is, um, I mentioned a, a couple times about the community being involved in mm-hmm. the event and the great support of, of Pinehurst and, and all the surrounding golf courses, but... We have over 450 volunteers that oh, volunteer yeah, absolutely. for the World Championships yep. um, and volunteer for other events that we do uh, throughout the year. And without them, it's just not possible. Right. Um, we're still looking for more volunteers. How, so can, how can they get in They touch? can go on the U.S. Kids Golf website and tournaments. You'll see a, a section there for volunteers. Um, or if they really you know, kind of get stuck and they just want to call Longleaf, we can point them in the right direction as well. But um, the volunteers... There's so many things that you can volunteer for in this community between, mm-hmm. um, you know, USGA events yep. and North and South and, um, and to, to see all of them that come out to really, they're the ones that I say put on the event. No we question. organize the yeah. event. They put on the event um, and, and we couldn't do it without them. So I, uh, I appreciate them and, and, um, and they're really what makes our community special. Well said. Uh, Chris Roundicall, Vice President of U.S. Kids Golf Foundation. Congratulations on all the success, continued success. Best of luck. Uh, hopefully it's not too hot during the World Championships, but uh, we're going to say have a great time watching these 2,200 kids uh, tee it up and uh, win some championships and just have fun with their families. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Thanks for all your support. Absolutely. If you want to learn more about the destination, go to homeofgolf.com. If you want to watch some of our videos, go to our YouTube channel, which is Home of American Golf. And if you love podcasts, just search Paradise in the Pines. This has been Paradise in the Pines. We'll see you next time.